Hello and welcome to another episode of Living Free. My guest today is a childhood friend who bagged a first degree in geology from the University of Benin in Nigeria. Currently runs her business as a fashion designer and studies masters at the University College of Birmingham. Without further ado, ladies, gentlemen, and my non-binary siblings, I am Dan, your host, and I'm living free with Blessing Osasage. Thank you so much, Blessing, for coming on the show. And thanks for Good to have you. you. Yes, yes. Um, I'm looking forward to a very insightful and much-needed conversation with you. Yeah? Likewise. Cool. So let us kick things off. I was going to start with music. You played two different instruments, right? That's so correct. talk to me. Where did you learn that from? You know, church, I would say. Yeah. So I learned in church from Sunday school yeah. um, at a very young age. I was already interested in playing the flute mm. and I started off with the recorder. So right, okay. my parents noticed and... Was that how flutes came to play then? Yeah. So unlike me, like, obviously we did flute together. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like I introduced, we've known God since way back. Um, and you're doing the violin currently. Yeah. Right, so how, what was the link? I've always had interest in the sound of violin. I like the fact that ah, it right. hits high notes and I'll watch my mom practice, but she never got to <laughs> actually play in the choir. Did she be senior test or just junior? Uh, well, she didn't do any of the Okay, tests. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so um, after playing flute for a while, I decided, okay, why not go for it? Mm -hmm. Then I picked up the second one. Yeah, just to wrap up that part, which would you say you prefer? Actually, I don't think I prefer one to the other. Right. I I have I love both for different reasons. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So flute sounds way easier to play. Right. Like the keys are there, but mm -hmm. well, I like the sound of violin. Violin as well. And yeah. The fact that it can hit high notes. Yeah. Cool. Right. Cool. Um, let's talk about growing up. What was it like growing up as you know? young girl in Nigeria and you know what was that like for you before coming to this country? Well for me as the first child of the family there was a lot of pressure on me or expectations mm. to be the best so failure was not allowed and mm. I was... Typical Nigerian home. Exactly. <laughs> So I was supposed to set a good example, set the standards for my siblings to follow. And I think I started off well. Right. Yeah, from church and even in my academics, I mm. did excellent. You went to Uniben? Yeah, I did go to Uniben. Yeah, and that's I got admission at the age of 16. Wow. And um, yeah, I just made sure that I did excellent and, you know. And let's talk about the pressure that comes with that. Right, because obviously, and I think just being black in this country as well, and you're told you have to work 10 times harder, you know, and I could just relate that to being a girl in a Nigerian home, being firstborn, right? Um, how would you say that impacted you, you know, having to be perfect at all times? Well, um, it's did make me build some resilience okay so i would not take no for an answer it means i keep striving mm. to be the best 
so I could not be second, I had to be first. Right, because you've got siblings looking up to you as well, so yeah. set that example. Yeah, you have to set the standard really high, mm. so the bar is way up there, mm. and you have to reach it because people are looking up to you. And partly for your parents as well, because we studied some courses at university just for our parents, and of course we like them. Yeah, but in my case it was different. I right. actually am very adventurous. Okay. My dad wanted me to do engineering, but I chose geology instead. And it was looked at as a boys' course because oh, right. we had to go to the field a lot, go mm. to the bush, and it was mostly boys. We had more boys in our class, and that also brings about the. Um, I'm not sure what to call it, mm. but you know, when a girl is a teenage girl is seen around boys and then she's right. you know tagged, you know, a slot right. or okay. a bad girl. So girls are meant to play with girls yeah, and, yeah. And, and boys are meant to play with girls. You have male friends, yeah. as a so, but I was different in that right. regard. I was always in the midst of boys because right. I, I enjoyed having conversations, yeah. you know, chatting about life, getting yeah. to understand how they think yeah. and why they think the way they do. It's a misconception, isn't it? And obviously, it's, it's still a thing, sadly. Yeah. Um, you talked about resilience, which mm -hmm. I would link to a positive impact that, I don't know, resulted from your t upbringing. Mm -hmm. How would you say that impacted you negatively? Okay, so because I had to meet the standard that has mm. been set way up, far above my reach, and I being the first child and having no one to look up to myself, mm. no one to give me advice, mm. no one to tell me their experiences. I made some mistakes, right? Uh, especially with time management. So when I got into the uni, I had my mind on coming out of the first class. Right. So it, it, it couldn't be anything oh, less. Not even two one. Yeah. Right. So I studied really hard. I would keep late nights and I was involved in church activities fellowship. and fellowship right. and I, I saw myself becoming one of the ESCOs. Mm. So, so ESCOs for those who don't know like leaders in Yeah, leaders in fellowship. So you would find me after a, an eight to six day um, right. lecture, right. go for fellowship at right. 6 p.m. and then be there till maybe eight mm. and then i'll have to study maybe do right. my own personal reading till midnight and by 5 4 30 a.m i'm mm. up again running around calling people for morning right. prayers and you know then i didn't know that and being it, a first year being a fresh as well yeah it was it was tough because um i also stayed in this school hostel and you i had um senior year students in my room and it was kind of intimidating because I was new mm. I didn't understand the way campus life was mm. and so all that pressure kind of impacted too much stress on me right and did you feel you had someone to talk to no I I didn't feel like I needed to talk to anyone I I didn't even have anyone to talk to because Everybody would say, pray, um, read your books, and do the best you can. Stress, so I can imagine how much impact that would have caused on you. Um, what was that like then, having to deal with such pressure and, and stress happening? What did that lead to, um, you know? Yeah, so it was the stress um, that led to my breakdown right. and me falling ill. And um, when this happened, I didn't even know what was going on. 
I just saw that I I was saying things that I shouldn't be saying. Hmm. I was saying things I shouldn't be saying, and that's what we call hallucination. Right. Um, and then my speech was incoherent. I would be pacing about, you know, and these are some of the mild symptoms of psychosis. Um, I knew nothing about it until I my parents came around, took me home, and eventually took me to the hospital, and then I got checked, and then, voila. Because I remember a lot of rumors going on then, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a shame because of the lack of awareness we have when it comes to mental health and mental health issues and how people just link, you know, like depression, for example, it is seen and stuff. What was that like for you having to deal with that? You know, it's interesting when people who don't know your background, who don't know anything about you, who don't know how hard you're working, judge you mm. or have this perception of you, where do they get that? Why would you think that of me? So, um, yeah, people feel like when you're religious, mm. when you're a Christian, you shouldn't have mental health challenges. Well, mental health you're challenges yeah. has nothing to do with religion, or, whether yeah. you're Christian, Muslim, whoever yeah. you are. Yeah. If It could be hereditary. Right. It could be something that um, sparked, mm. sparked it up. Mm. So if one of those um, circumstances around you brought that up, then... It has nothing to do with being a Christian mm. or not being a mm. Christian. And then um, people having the mindset that it was because I was in love or because it's so wrong because I, of course, everybody's loved or everybody has uh, a chance to fall in love, mm. but that had nothing to do with my health mm. um, issue. It was just the stress from uni mm. and having to not manage my time appropriately. Like I said, I mm. didn't have anyone to advise mm. me. I didn't have anyone to tell me what to do. I wasn't talking to anybody. And I, w I just needed to make it's sure breakdown, that... It's a breakdown, isn't exactly. it? And what you, the, the body, sometimes you do too much and it just tells you when to stop. It's just like when you have had a long day and yeah. you need to rest and you don't, mm. your body has a way of telling you you need to rest. Yeah. I was going to ask you, out of, of it, like rumors going on, which of those, what I say, misconceptions shocked you the most? Like, <laughs> you know, when you hear things like she she goes to the club, right? And that's what led to that. Yeah. So so how does that relate? <laughs> I I've, I've never right. been to a club. Not like like I'm judging anyone. Right. Yeah. But, but people go to the club and they don't fall ill. Right. Yeah. So and mm. people have boyfriends and they don't fall ill. So. That has nothing to do with mental. Do you feel religion helped? Like because you're in a religious space, like obviously we grew up in, in church. I wouldn't say that religion helped helped right. because the people in the community I belong to right. did not really understand at that time what was going on. Right. So some of them were just judgmental right but then um, the way it was helpful is the fact that my parents were praying mm. my friends were praying you know family they were praying mm. so I believe their prayers helped right to get me better besides 
the care mm. that I had to go through and the professional exactly you know, right wow you've been through a lot um I mean it's um nine years later look at you you know blessing made this by the way I, I, need, <laughs> I, I need to pick that up sorry for this watching um what is blessing now nine years later yeah if i didn't tell you i had any mental health challenge you mm. wouldn't tell mm. so i'm way better i'm doing good for myself so good now i completed my degree i have both in bsc and a pgd in geology and I'm currently doing a master's in enterprise management. So I'm doing very well for myself and I'm looking after myself. Mm. We need to correct the misconception that once you have a mental health illness, you would remain mentally ill. Right. It's possible to get out of it and become better. Mm. Though not everyone gets better, mm. but it's very possible. So thankfully, I got better and mm. I'm fine now. It's so it's so good to hear because mental health is something it's still a taboo topic, right? Especially within our community, like and I'm when you begin to add layers, I don't know, you know, being a woman, being gay and all of that. Um and I think it's knowing that it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. You know, and it's it's okay to have that conversation and, and talk to someone. Also in your case, going through all of that and not feeling like you had people to talk to. Yeah. You know, oh god, so relatable. <laughs> like oh, my whole life but well done I'm, I'm 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 proud and i think someone is going to watch this and relate to you know feel validated you yeah. know by your story mm -hmm. um i was gonna ask what message do you have right so there's someone watching in what nigeria this is nigeria Ghana, anywhere and they are going through they're having mental health issues mm -hmm. what do you have to say to such a person just like you've said it's okay not to be okay so if you feel like you're going through something you don't understand please seek help mm. it's okay to go through therapy it's okay to speak to someone you can confide in and i'll also say look out for your family and friends so if they're doing something different from what mm. they used to do then maybe you should have a conversation changing so yeah right. changing behavior such as someone who's usually quiet now right. starts to talk too much mm. or someone who is very chatty is now no, introverted yeah, right. and you should look out for them and ask questions not in a judging way yeah. but just to find out if they're okay mm. and when you notice something is wrong don't leave them by themselves mm. get family or other friends especially during a pandemic exactly right? like it's something all of us will all face it mm -hmm. um but yeah thank you so very much blessing i'm i'm actually you know i've learned you know and um how to have known you and to have been part of your journey and hopefully someone is going to gain a great deal from this interview yeah yeah uh, and um <laughs> before we go yeah. i'd like to say that always be happy <laughs> thank you so much for watching please do not forget to subscribe and hit the notification button so i see you next time keep living free keep feeling free goodbye